You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. You're listening to The The Weekly Weekly Ponder. So you're listening to the weekly opinion podcast, The Weekly Ponder, with Nagina Pirzad, Tanner Owens, and I'm Alex Wallachy. Hey, guys. Hey, Alex. Hello. So can you explain a little bit about what The Weekly Ponder is for those of us who have not heard this brand new podcast before? Yeah, so Tanner is the editor of the opinion column within the Emerald, and he had this great idea along with some other uh, execs um, on the Emerald to have a sort of rundown of news that happened the week before, important random current events, things that have happened on campus. Um, So little news tidbits with my opinion in them. So it's been really fun to write it. I can be opinionated as always. Yeah. And Tanner, do you wanna do you wanna add anything? How are you feeling? How are you doing? How is your uh, anti Christmas coffee? <laughs> yeah, t- the weekly ponder has been going great. We were kind of struggling to figure out a name for it because we had just so many ideas that were maybe a little too funny or creative or just out there. But the weekly ponder we figured is clever, tying in the pond like ducks that we are. Oh, so it's not like a Walden Pond type thing? Well, I mean, sure. It's in the eye of the beholder. It's whatever you want it to <laughs> yeah, be. Perfect. It can be. So, Nagino, what's the first story you talked about this week? Yeah, so I started off with the hashtag Black Lives Matter demonstrations that happened on campus last Thursday. Um, it was put on by the Black Women of Achievement group along with a bunch of other UO student groups that have supported mostly underrepresented underrepresented students on campus. So that was really nice to see. It was incredibly powerful. I was there in person for the Johnson Hall part, which was amazing. It's where a lot of students gave their testimonials on experiencing or witnessing um, discrimination that has happened in life. Um, I missed the march that happened from Ford alumni, but I heard that was amazing along with the talk that happened there um, by the Harvard professor, Charles Ogletree. Yeah, and that was Thursday, right? Yeah, that was on Thursday. Uh, it started at 1 and it went on until 3.30. Yeah, I was on my way to class around then and I saw a big group of protesters outside of Johnson Hall. And it was a little confusing because there were a lot of Black Lives Matter signs, but there was also some like debt relief, some anti-administration stuff, and I was confused as to what the protest actually was. Yeah, so I guess Thursday, November 12th, was the day to protest because so much was happening. I think at 12 o'clock, um, the tuition protests began where students kind of marched to, I think it was the site, was it silent? I think it was silent. They marched to Johnson Hall demanding free tuition, no loans, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was the Million Man March. Million they, Man March. They've yeah. had like, I mean, they've had the day picked out for a while, and there's a bunch of universities around the nation doing that run or that protest, but it kind of just fell on an awkward day with other things happening around the country and world and things like that. I remember going to class afterwards, and I would ask people like, "Oh, did you get to like see the protest at all?" And they'd be like, which one? The tuition one? I'm like, no. Which one? The Black Lives Matter one? No. <laughs> so it's like all great things to talk about, but confusing when they're all on the same day. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. The scheduling. Totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I go into um, that protest and I kind of just talk about how cool it was to be there, how chilling it was to hear from these students. Um, there was one student from... Lane Community College, who gave her testimony, and she was on fire. She was really into it, very passionate. 
um, all of the students who spoke, even the community members, they just riled up a lot of people on campus. 13th was packed at that time. Um, even people who passed by and who didn't know that the protest was happening, I like looked around, they would stop and listen to what was going on because of there was so much like passion just filling the area. What was the most striking thing you saw or heard? Um, probably that it wasn't just the black students who came out for this. Like it was organized by the Black Women of Achievement group and there were a lot of um, African-American students out there, but it was really cool to see other cultural groups supporting them. There were a lot of Hispanics, um, a lot of Asian-Americans, um, international students. Um, There's one guy who spoke who was Arab-American and Muslim. So I feel like a lot of bases were covered just about people of color and how we do go underrepresented a lot and unsupported on campus a lot. Well, well, then my next second bit kind of leaves campus, leaves the local sphere, the national sphere, and it goes international. And we all know that so many tragic events happened last week um, on that same Thursday. And also on the next day, Friday the 13th was crazy. So much happened. So much heartbreak. And um, so I kind of made it a point to list the events um, and not starting with the Paris events just because I was one of those people who were frustrated this past weekend with how much coverage the Paris um, tragedy happened. I was also sad along with everybody else, like nothing like that should ever happen. But so many other things also happened, like the bombings in Beirut, the funeral bombings in Baghdad, the shooting at the Kenyan University that killed 143 people. Like that was crazy. Pictures from that were like incredibly chilling to look at. Um, And then I do mention the Paris, um, the six scene attack that sort of happened all around the city of Paris and how 129 people died. Um, I was just kind of disappointed to see that people are starting to talk about ISIS as this issue now. Like I know that it was like there was some conversation about them before and how the world should get rid of them. But now people are starting to like think about it more and trying to take action and stuff but I'm like this is not the first time that ISIS has targeted humanity like this is not the biggest attack that they've done like this is just sad to see that like they knew that this would catch everybody's eye because of it was was in a city like Paris and one of the things that I read that was really interesting is it's not like they were in Paris targeting a government building they weren't targeting anything political they were targeting places that Young people hang out, concert halls, restaurants, places that the next generation who are going to shape the future of Paris and the world would be. And that's kind of one of the sadder parts for me. Exactly. I think it was just one of those tactics to get attention and attention is exactly what they got. And another part of that that you were talking about is the like the Snapchats and the filters on your profile picture on Facebook and all this to support Paris, which is great. It's great to support Paris, but there are other countries and other places dealing with these big issues around the same day. Exactly. And I know a lot of people argued that like we are doing this for Paris because it feels a little closer to home. Like maybe somebody studied abroad there or maybe they traveled there with their family or, you know, like they see Paris in pictures all the time. They might have loved ones or family there. So a lot of people justified their actions on social media because they said it's more relatable to them. They're like, I could have been a person at a concert hall going to see like an American rock band. I could have been at this restaurant and been killed. 
But then it's also like the statements that say like this is an attack on humanity. Like are the other people who are attacked, are they not humans? Like is, is it that a Kenyan not- university not also an attack on humanity? Exactly. Like I just didn't like I understand why people are justifying it the way that they did. But I don't think we should be so selective with how we grieve. I don't think we should just have this narrow-minded definition of humanity because what about, like, the women who have been, like, kidnapped and raped in Iraq and stuff for, like, the past few years by ISIS? Or what about the children of other countries? And just because they're underdeveloped places or maybe it's because they're in the Middle East or Africa or something, we don't pay attention to them. And that's horrible to see. Yeah. I can definitely see that those countries aren't necessarily something that we as a Western nation connect with as much. Paris is so integrated into our media, into our culture, into our films. Every 12-year-old probably has some piece of something with the Eiffel Tower on it. Exactly. (laughs) That doesn't... No one, I'm sure, is trying to make a Facebook picture or change their cover photo in a malicious way. They're trying to show support. But at the same time, it's important to acknowledge that that's not the only place that needs your support right now. Exactly. And a lot of it, I just thought, was people thinking, oh, I did my duty. I changed my profile picture because everybody else did. Like, I don't think we should give in to that type of like lazy activism and just be like, that's it. I'm showing my solidarity. Like, that's great. But maybe find creative ways to do it. Like the people who wrote poems and articles and artwork and stuff, it caught people's attention in a different way. You just fall into the masses when you change your profile picture like every other person did. I don't know. Or, yeah, use it as an excuse to, like, post a picture of yourself in front of the Eiffel Tower. It's like, is that activism? Like, are you really in support with the group, like, with the people, with everything? Or are you just sitting behind your computer watching your friends do it so you do it? Yeah. It's like, thanks for sharing your TBT (laughs) Sen River (laughs) picture. And... Another way to obviously show support is to contribute to aid organizations, to get online, to read, to be informed, and to ultimately take that action a step forward and to advocate in a way that isn't changing your profile picture. Exactly. And I think just as a human nature, we are constantly trying to find connections, connections to people, connections to places and events. And with Paris, it was so easy for people to find that connection. Um, And then with other places, I guess, with, like, Beirut, for example, or the Baghdad bombing, people would just kind of muddle that together with another thing that happened in the Arab world. So that's something else where I think we should just find connections with other humans just on the basis that we're all humans, you know? We should, yeah. And so the next topic is... Yeah, so I move from the crazy, intense tragedies, the deaths, the catastrophes, and move on to some lighthearted news, a.k.a. sports. (laughs) So I first talk about some national sports with our boy Marcus Mariota, who is playing for the Tennessee Titans. Love him. I don't think I've ever seen a Tennessee Titans game until the season just because of I love Marcus. (laughs) I didn't know they were a team until he went there. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. (laughs) But, yeah, so they won um, their last game against New Orleans Saints, um, 34-28. to And um, Marcus got AFC Offensive Player of the Week, which is pretty exciting because I think he definitely deserved it in that game. It was a good one to watch. Um, So just congratulations to him. And then more locally, the Ducks won Saturday night in a really, really fun game to watch. Yeah, I see that you guys are both wearing uh, some duck gear. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that game was awesome. That whole game was just close the whole time and back and forth. And we pulled through. 
Yeah, you had to watch it till the end. I was thinking it was going to go into overtime if Stanford scored that last two-point conversion. But then when they didn't, I was like, boom, ducks are good. That was so intense. And I'm sure um, I'm sure the Medford in an out burger had an influx of people driving down <laughs> for the game. I saw 4,000 snaps of In-N-Out this At weekend. Least. <laughs> At least. Yeah, that's hilarious. I'm such a fan of In-N-Out, though. If I was trekking down I-5, oh. I would have made the pit stop. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you're near In-N-Out, so you other, get it. Definitely. And other than watching the game... I, like always, have random questions that pop up in my head about the weirdest things. And one of the questions that I mention in the rundown is, um, like, why is Stanford's mascot a tree? Like, I never understood why. Like, they're not called the Stanford Sequoias or anything like that. They're the Stanford Cardinals. So what's this tree have to do with anything? So I did some research, and I find out that, yes, it is the Stanford Cardinals, but the cardinal um, refers to the, the color, like the maroony mm-hmm. red color. Um, and then the tree was just like a member of their marching band, like the Stanford mm-hmm. tree in the marching band, <laughs> I guess. And then in the sev- until like 1972, their mascot were, was like the Indians. Oh. Yeah. But oh. good on the Native American students and staff of Stanford in the 70s because they were successful to abolish that from their school. So then the school was left with no mascot. Take a quick note. So they're basically <laughs> right. So they're basically um, the Stanford Cardinals, but the, a color doesn't suffice as a mascot, so they use the tree in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the story of that. I'm so glad I know that now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, can I, I ask what were your guys' high school mascots? We I went to South Eugene, just ten minutes from here, and we were the Axemen. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm from Las Vegas, and I went to Centennial High School. We were the Bulldogs. It was awesome. Oh. We had a little bulldog that <laughs> somebody would bring to like the football games all the time. It was fun. Um, I went to Franklin High School in Portland, and our mascot was the Fighting Quakers, which is an oxymoron since Quakers are pacifists. So The Fighting Quakers? Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's moronic, but yeah, it's great. That's some great material. Yeah, and the actual mascot, like the guy that everyone dresses up as, is Ben Franklin, <laughs> who made great stuff. Not a great looking guy. <laughs> not at all. No. <laughs> Let's see. Um, also, after the whole Ducks beat Stanford thing, Stanford was number seven, right, in the AP polls. Mm-hmm. Um, so now Oregon is finally ranked again. Woo! After, like, their loss against Utah, they are number 23 now. So we're kind of inching our way through the top 25. We're 23. Hopefully, knock on wood. Wow. Yeah. I don't really understand how that works. But it's it, it's mostly for like qualification into bowl games. I doubt we'll get into one, but yeah, it means something. There's a little number now by their name when they play. Yeah, <laughs> woo! Yeah, Go and then we team. got USC now at home. Are we gonna win? It's gonna be close, but I mean, at the beginning of the season, I was like, oh, I'm not excited for the USC game, but now I think we have a chance. Like. Vernon Adams is in his routine. He, everyone's like kind of getting it down more, and they just seem like a better squad than the beginning of the season. Definitely. I think they've got their stuff together a little more. Defense needs to work on their stuff. That's <laughs> for sure. But offense did their thing last night. 
I would really like to see more Adams Family jokes with Vernon Adams, yes. more posters with like him next to Wednesday and Pugsley. But okay, that should just be us next game. I'm so down. I won't go to the game, but you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> as as long as I remember to claim my my ticket tonight. Because you I have to go to the game. It. Oh yeah, we have to get our ticket. You are about to graduate. I don't like football. So what? I went to one once. I didn't like it. <laughs> football. Anyway, are there any? <laughs> do we have any final thoughts wrapping up? Um, I don't think so. This week was just really crazy. It was very it was intense. Polar, like intense, 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 or like, oh, Starbucks cups, ooh, sports. <laughs> <laughs> there was also a lot of um. I kept, just kept looking on what was trending on Facebook, and it would be like, Paris terrorist attacked. Kylie Jenner wears low-cut black dress. And it's just like, I don't care. I've never cared what Kylie Jenner wears. This should not be trending right now. This I should not be that. the top three piece of news. On Facebook, I saw that this morning. I took a screenshot of it, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is a mix of news. Kylie Jenner's dress does not matter right now. <laughs> just like the Democratic debates were last night, but Kylie Jenner's dress is still trending. I know. Oh. Did you guys America. watch the debates i sure did what'd you think of it i didn't like it as much as the first one i did miss webb because he's crazy (laughs) (laughs) and they talked about um they talked a little bit about soldiers and deployment and everything and i just wanted him to be like well back when i killed someone which was my favorite part of the first debate (laughs) i watched some footage about like pre-debate events that were happening outside of um what's the college drake university And there was one rally for O'Malley and rally for O'Malley <laughs> and his son was leading it and he had too much energy. <laughs> was his son like eight or was he like an adult man? I think he's like a teenager. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. wow. He's like, my dad's going to rock this and running back and forth <laughs> oh on the street. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just love that it's at Drake University because it made me think of Drake the musician and then can Drake the musician vote here? He's from Toronto. I don't know. That's actually. Yeah. yeah. Who's That's Ken- a good question. That's Let's really all tweet not- at Drake and see if he can vote. <laughs> Who's Kendrick? No. Oh, Kendrick. Kendrick. <laughs> I was like, A, I think you know who Kendrick is, and B, that's not what I said. I get it, I get it. <laughs> I think, yeah. Well, I think this has been your weekly ponder. This has. My pondering will now move on to the next week's events. Yeah. Stay so, tuned. Come back for more. This will be up Monday, and then they will continue to be up Monday. (laughs) Monday's the day to look for this. (laughs) Monday. Uh, Do you guys want to tell people how they can find you on social media? Yeah, I'm at Nagina Pepina on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at T underscore Owens 21. And I'm at Ball the number two Wallachie. And you can find all of us at www.dailyemerald.com Thanks everybody!